This is, 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 this will always, will always, be always, will always, will always, will always, will always, will Let's try this again, baby. Can again. You? Again. What's going on, fam? Hello, governor. Hello, governor. Hey, uh, Stead and Ned, back in the fucking Tap City Studios. Ned and Steady getting your MMA ready, man. Full version, not this watered-down shit y'all been putting up with for a couple episodes Shut now. Shut your fucking face. Well, your bitch ass... Traveling the country and, and fucking uh, going to Chujitsu and Blue Jitsu and... Yeah, shout out to uh, Chewy down in Louisville. And shout out to the world famous uh, Cyborg. Fight sports in Miami. Had the pleasure to train with all them. Well, that's cool. Hopefully, you getting better, fam. Uh, um, I, I think that's an unfair expectation to put on me, but oh, Well, I mean, anything you practice, you should be getting better, right? I mean, you just said it with uh, me and this goddamn recording equipment. It keeps malfunctioning on me. Technical difficulties that will never be in your control, apparently. Maybe you should oh write this God. stuff down. Uh, that's getting edited out. All right. Well, we're... Oh, my God. All this is getting cut the fuck out. This this episode might not even see the light of day. Who knows? Anyways, we're going to talk about some MMA shit, uh, like everybody else on Twitter and Instagram that has a motherfucking podcast. So In a heartbeat. Uh, why not listen to us? So here we go. UFC 237, uh, Bellator 221 were on last night. I uh, had some crazy uh, finishes and some, some good moments, uh, and we want to talk about them. I don't think either of us watched the fights, uh, as we established in an episode uh, prior to this one that you will never hear. That was because I'm an old man, and uh, I fall asleep uh, at 10 o'clock now, so making it up till 1 in the morning sometimes is a fucking nightmare. It's a chore, man. It's, it's a, a chore. chore. Especially when like looking at this card, like I, I was not that excited about didn't really feel like staying up to watch it, so I just said, fuck it, I'm going to catch some Zs. Yeah, the, some of these cars at the UFC be putting together, it's like, well, fuck. We got to do a card in this time frame, and let's just get some fighters, and let's just do something, and maybe we'll have some people watch, and that, yeah, I don't know. It's it's like an indecisive couple trying to fucking plan a wedding or something, man. I don't know. They just... Eh, we're going to throw something. But you know what? This card delivered, man. It delivered some, some hits. It, d- it delivered some moments. Yeah. Both it's cards. A, uh, some hits and some slams. Yeah, and some slams. We'll get into all of them. So, uh, first up, the crazy uh, crazy one I can't believe we're even going to talk about is Clay Guida and BJ Penn. The Carpenter versus the Prodigy. Jesus was a Carpenter. Yeah. He was a Prodigy as well. Jesus taking on Jesus, and oh my Jesus, uh, BJ Penn needs to fucking hang it up. Again. This dude, he going into this fight, he said uh, he still thinks that he can he can win a title. And it's like, bro, this we, is... 
we have a saying where I come from, and it goes a little bit something like this. It's not the same to think and to shit. <laughs> you got to put a little bit more effort into the one than the other. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Uh, so, yeah, uh, BJ Penn, uh, stop shitting yourself. Because uh, seven straight losses, that makes it. Which, he's setting records, bro. He's setting records right now. He's setting the record of the longest losing streak in UFC history. How this dude has not been cut yet is uh, is beyond me. How he's not fighting for uh, fucking Oscar De La Hoya is beyond me. Um, taking on some other... Yeah, you need man. to ask your cousin if he's been reaching I'm, out, man. I'm going to reach out to my primo. Um, Clay Guida sent a personal... Personal best with uh, 80 significant strikes. BJ's pen was... F- BJ's pen. BJ's pen. BJ's... Am I having a stroke BJ right pens. Now? BJ pens face was uh, <laughs> pretty banged up. Uh, he looked pretty... pretty Somebody pretty fucking knock you the fuck in. out last know, night or something, maybe, man? Maybe. I didn't get enough sleep, even still. Uh, so that was a crazy fight. I, why? I When they announced it, I'm just like, why? So... I wasn't going to tune in and really watch it. Caught some highlights. Cool, cool. Uh, let's move on. Then we got Beth Cohea pulling a Mackenzie Dern. The Kenzie Dern. She missed weight. How much did she miss weight by? Five pounds, my guy. Five pounds. Damn. I mean, technically, from from the perfect weight, she missed six pounds. Mm. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. But they give you that, like, one pound allowance. And then she went five over that. She said, give me all the bisteca. All the donuts, all the fucking whatever, anything. Yeah, all the Mexican supplements. Uh huh. Tainted meat. Shout out Usada. And then she gets uh fucks around and gets uh armbarred. So um, I forgot the chick's name that she fought. Do you do you recall? Oh she, girl. Oh girl. Yeah, they uh, from Irene Aldana. Irene Aldana. Um, she was doing really good on the feet. And then she went to the ground and, uh, you know, and, and Seems Beth's... like she might be a little bit of an up-and-comer, man. Yeah, she she yeah, won maybe. her last fight too, right? I believe so. Um, so that was pretty pretty cool. Uh, another Brazilian uh, on the card, Tiago Alves, which that's a, that's a crazy, like, that dude's still fighting. Like, I don't know how old he is. But he's been around he's for been a around. long time. He is an established figure in the yeah. UFC, the pit bull. And he hasn't been doing that great as of as of late. He really hasn't. And um, last night was no exception. Uh, I've always kind of been a fan of the guy. I think uh, I think he was at American Top Team for a while, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I've I've always had a soft spot for him. But he did lose. He did manage to uh, lose. Oh, he's uh. He's two years older than me. He's 35. 35. He's got quite the record. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. It's it's just with some of these guys, man. Like, they've been around for so long. Do you sit there thinking he's got to be like fucking 45, man? Right. Well, yeah, it's like fighting years is different, right? Yeah. (laughs) I feel like that's, that's that's a real thing. But, dude, he's fought in... He's fought some some top talent throughout his whole career. Like looking through his record, I mean, it's nuts, man. You know all the people, most of the people. Towards the beginning of his career, he was fighting in some probably regional stuff, but um, my guy was on UFC Fight Night 
two. <laughs> two. I know. I know. Yeah. I, the thing that comes to mind with him is uh, when he fought George St. Pierre. When was that? UFC 100. 2009. That was 10 years ago. 100. Nuts. We got damn near to 300. Yeah. So uh, he loses via de- via decision against, uh, who did we say? Uh, Loriano Staropoli. That guy. That guy. That guy. Tegelovic had his first professional fight in 2001. That's when he was fucking, if you do the math, I ain't got no PhD in math or nothing. Damn. But if you try to do it, my guy was like 17 years old. That's crazy. That's crazy. 17 years old, fighting, and he's made a freaking career out of it. And he fought fu- against Glace and Tebow. Doesn't that guy yeah, fight still, too? Yeah, he's pretty old, too, but he got popped for some steroids. I, I can't remember if he's in UFC or not. I can't remember anymore. I thought I saw something of him getting cut. or Yeah, he or did he, get cut, but he or did didn't fight he get in pop- UFC I think for a while. He got popped for peds, too. So, um, But, yeah, he, he lost via decision, so uh, who knows where he goes from here. But, damn, what more can that dude do? He's fought everybody there is. Oh, Gleason Tebow fought on your cousin's first card there. There we go. He did. Yeah. I thought he was somewhere else, somewhere sketchy. So that's where he went. Next up, we have uh, Alexander Volkanovsky uh, taking on Jose Aldo, and he defeated him via decision. I don't know if you knew this about Volkanovsky with a strong Polish name like that and just the way the dude looks, but he's a fucking Aussie. Did you know that? Yeah, Australia has a lot of uh, foreign people. I mean, it's it's crazy to think about, but, like, last names really in this day and age don't mean shit anymore. Yeah. Like, you have, like, my son, he's going to have a Spanish last name, but speak Bosnian. Yeah. So, it's crazy. No, and, um, like I said, Australia, like, I feel like all of their professional athletes are something else. Yeah. Well, look at uh, the one dude. What's his name? Uh, Tyson Pedro, Pedro, Tyson Pedro. Pedro. Yeah. Yep. He's Australian, but he does. He looks something else. Half of their soccer team is Serbian. <laughs> you know, you got, you got, uh, you got the style bender representing their neighbor there, New Zealand, yeah, which yeah, is New basically Zealand. an offshoot of Australia. You know, Slash he's Nigerian or whatever. Nigerian, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So a long history in that uh, region of, of, you know, taking other people's peoples. Right, right. So, yeah, this fight, though, um, Volkanovski was was cautious. You know, he he didn't want to run in. He knew Jose still has some explosiveness, but it looked like Aldo just kind of took his feet off the gas and and just kind of coasted and didn't really get much of anything going. I um, I saw a... Post on Instagram from Jose Aldo. Looked like he had trained in Thailand. Really? The last guy I saw train in Thailand was Khalil Roundtree. Mm-hmm. And he did absolutely phenomenal right. in his fight against Eric Anders. Yeah. Khalil Roundtree went to Thailand and f- was fucking reborn. Yeah. Shout out to Khalil Roundtree. Man. Yeah, that dude uprooted his whole family and fucking said, these guys are doing something right. And he looked like a... A legit tie fighter out there. He didn't even look like mixed martial art. He was just he just needed the the fucking bands around his head and he was he's actually moving out there now like permanently. Oh, that's crazy. Well, yeah, he was on uh, the Joe Rogan Experience talking about that. Well, shout out to him. Uh, Jose Aldo though, where does he go from here? Man, 
it's tough to say. Uh, this was the this marks the first time Jose's been finished by decision. So yeah, he's gotten beat by Max Holloway twice. He got beat by McGregor, um, and then uh, didn't he lose another one? He lost this one, and then I thought he lost one more. I'm trying to think. So he lost this fight to Volkanovski. Before that, he actually had two wins. Yeah, so he, he beat McConnell um, and he beat Jeremy Stevens. Yep. Jeremy Stevens. But before that, he had two losses to Max Holloway back to back. And then, yep, and then McGregor. Okay. And then he had one loss from way back in the day. So um, I don't know, man. I don't know if he still has it. Who knows? Who knows? But uh, he I, needs to go back to uh, Manaus, where he's from in Brazil. Man, though. Another one of these guys, man. Jose Aldo is only 32 years old. Yeah. He's only 32 years old, but it seems like in MMA years, the guy is like 90, bro. Right. Yeah, he's been doing it forever. He used to fight with a lot of hair on his head. Yeah. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Oh, I think nowadays he just... I think he still has hair. I think it's a choice with him. It's oh, not, yeah, yeah. He's not in a predicament like me. Um, but uh, I don't know where he goes from here, man. I, I am thoroughly convinced that maybe probably he should go somewhere other than MMA from here. Well, he's got the burger joint he runs. I don't know if you saw that, but uh, Volkanovski said he wanted to wanted to hit up all those burger joint if uh, if he'd have them. But, um, yeah, I don't, man, it just sucks. It sucks I mean, to see him. You know, drop another one. But <laughs> uh, that didn't stop McGregor from tweeting out um, some some crazy shit. Basically saying like, uh, and there goes the consensus greatest featherweight of all time. And he put it in quotations and said, me walking past the mirror in my John oh, yeah. voice. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> so that was funny. But uh, Surprise, surprise, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Surprise, surprise. I I figured uh, it it wouldn't be long until he he had something to say about Aldo losing because I think Aldo said something when when uh, he, McGregor lost to Diaz. So they, there's still that bitterness between them. But uh, so we'll see where Aldo goes from here. Maybe he retires. Maybe maybe he has something left in him. But I know the last two wins he got they meant a lot to him, and it was like, yeah. Uh, What's his name? Moistiano? Uh, Moicano. Moistiano. <laughs> Moicano, I know. That was a surprising fight for me. I didn't think Aldo was going to get past him. I thought it was a bad matchup for him. Moicano was looking really good. Um, but when he got past him, I was like, damn, I, I guess uh, I guess he's still going. And then Jeremy Stevens hit him with that that body shot, put him out. And he, he acted like he won the world title again after that fight. Like, it meant a lot to him. He knew his back was against the wall and... He really yeah, I mean, had been that, putting at, shit together. At, at that point, every win was like, oh yeah, was like winning a belt. Yeah, you know? yeah, because so. he knew he he probably is questioning himself. So uh, we'll see where he goes from here. Uh, meanwhile, where we go from here is to another Brazilian who's <laughs> probably fucking hanging up already. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Anderson Silva wanted to fight in uh, in Brazil, so the the UFC obliged and gave him Jared Cannonier. Never heard of this dude prior to this fight. I don't know. Uh, have you ever heard of him prior to this fight? I feel like, uh, yeah, we've talked about one of his fights Maybe. before. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, first round TKO hit him with an inside leg first kick. First round. Yeah. Inside leg kick and uh, fucked Anderson's knee up pretty bad. 
Side note, before this fight, Anderson Silva was still talking about how much of a super fight it would be for him to fight McGregor. Yeah, I don't why why people dude, like you you're you're bouncing between middleweight and light heavyweight and you want to fight McGregor who is fighting at fucking featherweight and and lightweight. And, and occasionally, and occasionally welterweight. welterweight. What? No. What what the hell are you thinking, dude? Like he's just you could tell he's just about the money. Like he wants to get money. And that's fine. You it's know, unfortunate, for, man. Yeah, because at one point, like, at one point, Anderson Silva was what Leo Messi is to soccer. He was to MMA. The guy just radiated joy from his face from right. just the act of getting to go walk into the cage and fuck a motherfucker up, man. Mm-hmm. He literally was the embodiment of being grateful to be doing what he was doing just because he got to do it not for the money not for the status not for the not for any of that no he fought just 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 for the love of the fight and now i don't know and now here we are he's 44 years old his mma career has one foot in the grave and the other foot on a fucking banana peel and then he just needs to let it fall in there fam yeah i think so i think it is time for him to hang it up uh I mean, sure. Can he go on and fight a couple more times against some, who knows, up and comers? Or I, I don't, I don't know if I feel he's a he's a top ten middleweight even anymore. That that division is fucking scary now. Like you got a bunch of like Calvin Gastelum, and obviously he already fought Izzy, and that was just a stupid fight. But I, I just don't think he he has what it takes anymore to. To kind of bang with these these young bucks anymore, so yeah, maybe you I feel hang like it up. I feel like the UFC is is doing well to to get into a new era because you know I remember the first few episodes of this podcast, man. There were multiple weight classes that we were talking about where it was just like, man, there's not a lot going on. Right? Where are they going to go from here? You know, and things like that. And I th- I think there are a lot of very exciting weight classes again. Yeah. It, yeah, lightweight is is on fire again. Featherweight, lightweight. Yeah, literally all the weights, yeah. with exception to probably heavyweight. Heavyweight still, still just, doesn't have a huge amount yeah, going there. It's not um, a lot of shit happening there, but we'll talk about some things going on there too, obviously. But um, yeah, we'll see where Anderson goes from here. Then we had the main event, our girl uh, Thug Rose taking on Jessica Andrade. I, I picked Thug Rose for this one. I, I thought her her boxing, man, has been so damn crisp lately. And um, I know she, I don't know, she's coming off of like, what, one or, what, like a year since she fought or has it been longer? Um, I can't remember. It's been a It's been a hot minute. It's been minute. a minute. It's been a it's hot been a minute. hot ass minute. But uh, she was looking great opening round uh, boxing. Her, her distance was good. Jessica Andrade was really having some difficulties with her reach. And uh, yeah, just over a year. She just was last beat Joanna in in April of eighteen. Okay, so it's been a minute, but um, crazy crazy chick to come into enemy territory, like to take the Brazil fight. Like That's you're the really, champ. Yeah, I that rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, you know what I mean, because if you're the champion, you shouldn't be the away team. Right. You should definitely definitely fight in your backyard or somewhere very fucking close to it. 
Yeah, yeah, you know, like the North Carolina region of Brazil. Exactly. Maybe but, she could have um, went there. But I, I feel like, I feel like this fight is worth running back, man. I feel like I think so. Rose serves an immediate rematch, um, just because it was going real well for her until, uh, until it wasn't. It was going well till it wasn't, and yeah. that's, I mean, that's generally how it goes. But she was putting together some combos. She was, she was in it. She was, she was probably ahead on the scorecards at that point. Until that slam heard around the world. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. The first round was definitely hers. She was, many say she was winning that second round until she went for like a, she went for like a sloppy takedown and, um, and just ended up getting picked up and fucking Hadouken right on her head. Oh, did you see the weigh-ins by the way, where, uh, Andraja brought her a rose? Oh yeah. That was really cool. That was, that was cool. actually really cool. That was some nice sportsmanship. Yeah. I like that. Super nice, yeah. And uh, and Rose went from like dead face. She has like dead fish face, and then she kind of like smiled and gave her a hug, and then went <laughs> right back to dead fish face. <laughs> like that chick is. Like you always do that shit to her when they show her in the crowd, where it's like they're showing fucking Nate Diaz and he's doing his. Oh fucking yeah, thing. the last card they yeah. showed her next to Holly Holm and Holly yeah. Holmes being all bubbly and giggly and, and dancing shit, and, shit. and then straight face and it's like hello darkness my old friend <laughs> 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 fucking stupid but uh yeah i mean uh let's see i was trying to think if no they hadn't fought i thought her and uh, oh sh- no 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 okay she hasn't fought andrade she fought uh joanna twice um and she fought carla sparza oh she didn't fight her twice she fought tisha tisha torres twice um she avenged a early on loss. Um, Carla was another one we were talking about on prior episodes saying, hey, dude, she's right up there. She could be a challenge for Rose. Uh, I remember I mentioned, hey, Jessica Andrade uh, could be a good challenge for her. Um, but, um, but, yeah, I mean, she just beat arguably one of the best uh, straw weights, you know, in Joanna. She beat her back-to-back. So um, why not run it back? Why not? Yeah, I mean, who you know, she she's beaten. Other than Andrade, she just lost to Andrade, but she's beaten Joanna. She's beaten Karate Hottie. Um, she she split her fights with Torres, lost one and won one. Um, but Torres has been on a slide too, so it doesn't really yeah make a lot of sense to give her Torres. I don't Torres think Torres has earned that fight. Got beat by that Wayley Zhang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. That you know, under under different circumstances, maybe the Torres fight would be the one to make, but not when Torres is on a three fight losing streak. No. I don't think that makes sense. No. Um, you obviously aren't going to give her to Joanna a third time because what's the point? Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe what do you do? I mean, what do you do? What's maybe uh, the uh, what's her name? Wang Wei Jang. Or I mean, Karate Hottie's on a three fight winning streak. Maybe. You, yeah, she fought her and beat her um, 2017. But, yeah, that could be a good rematch. That might be a good fight to make. Yeah. But I, I think Rose, in my opinion, maybe has done enough to, to warrant at least a, a rematch. And especially in, in But you this. never know in today's UFC, yeah, man. Yeah, you never, see, ever know. There's, there's two sides of this. So, one is this was a competitive fight on Rose's part. She just had an unfortunate slam. You know, up until that, she was winning. 
Now, you will argue with me that Stipe should have got an immediate rematch, um, which we'll get into later, but he got knocked the fuck out. He was not competitive in that fight. But up to that, that point, fight. it nah. was a competitive fight. Nah. It was feeling out, and then fucking DC found a home for his fucking scud missile right to your boy's jaw. So, so uh, no. But he, yeah, okay. So, anyways, I think, so Rose in the in the post-fight, uh, not the post-fight interview, but the uh, press, press conference. Yeah, yeah, the presser. She uh, she doesn't. She's unsure if she wants to still compete. Um, she says it doesn't. Uh, it's not as fun um, as it used to be. Um, but uh, but she says we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I, I'm interested in her backstory because like she got this nickname Thug Rose, and I always wondered like why. And people always ask like why Thug Rose. But I think you, it came from DC. I think he just started calling her that he? on one of the I broadcasts. Think, I think you're right. Yeah. But she also like talks a little kind of ghetto. Like she's like, oh that'd be cool. You know, you know. She always says, you know. She's like, you know. You know what I'm saying? Well, she's married to what's his name? The Pat guy Barry. That, yeah, Pat Barry. Pat Barry fought in the UFC at one point, I right? Know. And, and yeah, he's he significantly did. older than her. Yes, he is. I didn't know that, dude. He was like, I think he was like in his 30s or something, and she was like 16 when they started dating or some crazy shit. But, uh, yeah, oh, we'll they're, see. they're actually not married yet. No. They're, they're uh, fianceified. Fianceified. All right, cool. Well, oh, okay, hold on. No. Oh. Nama Yunus's moniker Thug Rose was given by friends when she was young because of her intimidating scowl. Oh, so the her. dead fish face is what <laughs> is what got fish. her the nickname. I, I don't uh, know. Thug Rose. Do you like Rose Dead Fish Face Nama Yunus or Thug Rose? We'll, we'll put up a poll for that one and see what people think. <laughs> oh God. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll see where it goes from here. Andrade, you know, she was uh, Andrade, Andrade, Andrade. But uh, what was I going to say about her? Yeah, she slammed the shit out of her. Oh, my God. I don't remember the last time somebody got KO'd via slam. I feel like there was another one recently, actually, in maybe a different promotion or something. Someone got slammed pretty bad. Oh, um, I don't know if you watched that fight with, uh, oh, what's his name? Derek Brunson and Elias whatever Canadian dude. Oh, yes. You didn't watch that one? No. Oh God! It was such a Derek Brunson is such a goofy fighter, and then, and then I watched Elias fight, and I'm like, oh, that's a goofy fighter. This dude was doing some stupid ass shit, but he got slammed really bad by Derek Brunson. That was probably the best part of the fight. Other than that, it was fucking two middle school girls fighting each other. Well, Derek Brunson, he was like a collegiate wrestler, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we'll yeah, go with so, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. So the slam is, is is part of his toolbox. Part of his tool. Part of his uh his uh tool belt there. So uh next up uh so that was UFC 237. Um then we had Bellator going on at the same time. Couple of highlights there. Um, I don't even I don't even I'm not gonna pretend to know this guy, but I just thought it was funny that <laughs> the only person they could find to fight Jake Hager. Uh, I think I think that's how you say his last name. I don't know. I, he comes from WWE too. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's this dude TJ Jones who works in a fucking beef factory, and he looks like it. He looks like a good old boy who uh, enjoys a lot of that beef that he makes in his factory. Um, and he ended up getting uh, arm triangle choked in the first round. So. And Jake kind of held on a little longer um, after the tap, so that was kind of weird. But maybe it's just well, excited. you know, it came from the UFC, they or from the WWE. They tend to wait, what? 
They tend to over theatrize shit yeah. and hold on to it and whatnot. Yeah. And plus, he might have been pissed off, man. This guy, TJ Jones, was talking a lot of shit oh, in the lead up to oh, this. Oh, I, I didn't hear this. Maybe that's what it was. He was antagonizing at the weigh-ins. He was just he was playing it up, man. I mean, yeah. he was he was taking his five minutes of fame to the max. He takes uh, big country's belly to a whole whole nother level. That dude is big. He's lumpy too. He's got like those uh those those lumps under his arms and just he's big. He's a big big fucking boy. So uh shout out to Bellatar Bellatar Bellator just finding this uh this amazing amazing talent in beef factories. Yep. I don't know anything about TJ Jones. Maybe he's I hope he's trained. <laughs> I hope he trains somewhere. His nickname is Tombstone. Okay. I think that's his favorite brand of pizza. <laughs> that's what I was going to fucking say. Oh, God. That's hilarious. Well, uh, yeah. Anyways, next fight. I was actually kind of excited to watch this one because this dude is exciting to watch, but also is kind of a, a fucking annoying asshole. Uh, talking about MVP, Michael Venom Page taking on Douglas Lima. Douglas Lima is about this fucking life. He's a monster. He has been for a while. And uh, finally handed uh, handed your boy his first loss. Second round KO. If you haven't seen it, check out our Twitter. Yeah, this promised to be an exciting fight and it delivered, man. Douglas yep. Lima is, is a great game up-and-coming guy. Um, he's one who's actually who has been around for a while yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, him and his brother. His brother was on the uh, Ultimate Fighter. I know. Is that Diego Lima? Diego. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Both really exciting fighters, yeah. actually. Um, but yeah, fight delivered. Second round KO. That crisp, crisp leg kick setting mm-hmm. it all up. Fucking took him right off his feet, and then just blasted him with an uppercut when he was trying to get up. And that knocked him out cold. And then he hit him with that two-piece and a soda on the way down. And uh, shout-out to Masvidal. Shout-out to George. <laughs> Jorge. I love it. So, uh, yeah, handed uh, MVP his first loss. So that was uh, that was good to see. Uh, MVP, I, I don't know. I think he's still, he's still good. He just... Obviously, now he knows like he can't be doing all kinds of stupid shit. All kinds of bullshit, man. But who knows? Maybe he comes out and he still does it. Just like kind of Anderson Silva in that way that, uh, you know, when Anderson lost, everybody thought he was going to be a different fighter and he started doing some of the same shit. Um, but now he can't really do it that well. Obviously, there's an age factor in that comparison, but there's another dude in Bellator too that, that reminds me of MVP. I don't know if you saw that. Um, he did like a freaking tumbling kick kind of thing where he was faking the kick and then the dude like dropped his guard and he hit him with the overhand and knocked him cold the fuck out. It was some serious ninja shit. Uh, it was awesome. But there's another dude out there in Bellator. Um, Bellator actually, all, all jokes aside, they are starting to kind of build up a, a nice little... A little bit uh, of a roster, man. A little, little bit of a roster. No, no joke. And... You know, you're seeing more and more UFC fighters go over there. So it's good to see this competition. I don't think UFC needs to be the only show in town. So hopefully Bellator keeps growing and, and putting on, you know, decent fights like this. Well, and then you got uh, 1FC lurking in the background, oh, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, apparently they're having huge success in Asia. Yeah. No, it's it's nuts. And people always are like, 
because they, they put out their stats and it's like, this fight was viewed by 45 million people or some crazy shit, like some outlandish number. Yeah. But it's it's pretty legit. Like, they, they take that shit serious over there. Completely night and day from UFC, by the way. Like, Conor McGregor type shit does not float over not there. Not at all. No, They're, over there. It's, it's about oh. the respect. It's about the sportsmanship. And I really, I'm excited about that league. I'm excited about that organization. Shout out to Shatri Sitchidong. Sitchidong. Yeah. Uh, no, though, uh, they they just put out some shit about the, the agents, too. Uh, the agents have to meet certain requirements by the organization to even be considered an agent. Right. So uh, right, right. they're not letting some some douchebag that's like, yeah, bro, I manage I manage fighters, bro. I took a PR class in, in community college, so I know what the fuck I'm doing, bro. Yeah, and uh, the other really interesting thing about 1FC is um, on the same card, you'll have MMA fights. You'll have kickboxing, straight-up kickboxing fights. You'll have, uh, I think they even do BJJ matches. Like, they, they'll put multiple different types of fights and formats on the same card in the same event. Yeah. I think they're I cool. think they're doing a lot of exciting things, and I'm really excited uh, for what I've seen and what they're doing. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I think they're doing a lot of cool shit, and, and hopefully maybe that's what Dana was talking about. Um, he said he was going to announce some shit in the next coming weeks that it's just going to blow everybody's mind. It's going to revolutionize the sport. So we'll see what he's cooking up. But I think they're they're realizing that shit's got to change, especially with this, like, the pay-per-view model, the ESPN Plus. Like, people that don't not really. not going over well right yeah, now. People are not liking that shit. So um, shout out to all you illegal streamers out there. Uh, not saying that we, we, don't we do that. or do not condone that. We just, do not. Uh, shout out for being the, uh, the people's real champ. Real MVP. Um, another fight I wanted to touch on real quick with Bellator was the, uh, I believe it was the main event. It was uh, Patricio. You want you want to give us, uh, it's Pitbull. Patricio. Pitbull versus Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler, yeah. So um, controversial ending to this one. Michael Chandler, you know, I've always kind of followed him, kept an eye on him. He had some great fights with um, uh, Eddie Alvarez when uh, Alvarez was in Bellator. Uh, but I guess... Uh, Patricio clipped him behind the ear, kind of knocked him off balance, and, and Chandler fell. And then he kind of turtled up, and Patricio kept hitting him, and the ref called it off. And, and Chandler popped right back up, and he was pissed. So um, kind of controversial, but either way, first-round KO for Patricio. And he's actually the younger brother. I think his older, older brother's name is pa- Patricky or Patricky, some shit like that. I don't know. Or maybe that maybe that's his nickname, Patricky. There's a brother. There's an older brother that fought Michael Chandler and uh, couldn't couldn't beat him. But younger brother came in and took care of Big Bro's uh, business. What's now I've got to do a I've got to do a public service announcement for my fighters from Brazil. Listen, you can't all be fucking pit bull. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Tiago. Tiago is a, I, another pit bull. <laughs> I don't know whether that's the only breed of dog y'all got over there or what is going on. I do hope to visit Brazil one day and maybe I can figure out what the problem is. But you can't all be pit bull. There's about 56 Brazilian fighters in various top-level organizations calling themselves pit bull. Yeah, that's uh, and too much. Too y'all got to come up with some sort of creativity because you can't, you can't all be pit bull. But I'm going to get off my soapbox on that one. 
No, you're good. That's hilarious. Yeah, I don't I don't know what his brother's name is. I don't follow Bellator that much, but I, I'm pretty sure he fights in Patricky, Bellator. Patricky, Patricky Frere. Was I right? Well, what the hell? How is that? Is That's that... Patricio. Or, yeah, Patricio. Which could but be. But the younger n- one is Patricky. <laughs> Man, they just can't get off that Patrick kick, I guess. Uh, so, and yeah. they both use the nickname Pitbull. Oh, hell no. That's why I was so confused because I'm like, because this dude, Patricio, has Pitbull tattooed on his back. I don't, I don't know if, if the other dude does, but they're both pit bulls and both named some variation of Patrick. So I don't know if it's like, because you had the Nagara brothers who also had the goddamn, damn near the same nickname, Minotauro and Minotauro. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I don't know what it is. Oh, he was on, Lil Nog was on the fights last night. He got knocked out bad. Even their real other... names are goddamn near identical. I don't understand what these Brazilian mothers Rodrigo be doing. and... Rodrigo and fucking, I don't know, man. Come on. <laughs> Rodrigio. <laughs> Rodrigio. <laughs> Rogery. <laughs> uh, and the last thing I wanted to talk about was uh, I'm, I'm known for just fucking names up. So uh, I have a fighter on uh, the Bellator card last night that I want uh, Ned to try to uh, fucking enunciate here. So, uh, Wait, no, these guys do, they have the same first name and their middle name is different. Oh. There's Antonio Rodrigo Minotauro Nagara and there's Antonio Rogerio <laughs> Minotauro Nagara. What the fuck are they thinking, man? Oh, shit. But uh, then we have <laughs> this young man in Bellator. Um. <clears throat> Amartushin Kukenku. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know what, man? We're being pretty culturally insensitive uh, yeah, here. We, we need to cut this uh, shit out. But for real, like, uh, who? This is this dude's last name. K H U U K H E N K H U U. Like, what? That's that's just crazy. You can condense some of that. I think some of them cancel each other out. You can start crossing them off and condense this motherfucking name because that's way too many syllables. Um, it's, much, it's like long division. It, it is long division. Just start crossing that shit out and keep going down the line until you just get fucking cuckoo. <laughs> this fucking name is cuckoo. Uh, yeah, anyways. Uh, miscellaneous shit. Some uh, some fights were announced that we're super fucking excited about. Exciting fights um, on the horizon, man. So I guess we'll kind of go in the oldest to the newest. So, your boy, Stipe, is finally getting his motherfucking rematch. Yeah! Against DC. Long awaited, long deserved, very well deserved. Hell yeah! Hell! Oh! <laughs> that kind of fucked up. Oh. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, hell yeah. So, I don't think it's going to play out any different, but cool beans. You don't think it's going to play out any different? I don't think so, man. I think, dude, DC is fucking money at heavyweight. He is so money. He's so money, he don't know how money he is. He's doughier than the pizza you eat on average basis. Yeah, but guess what? He fucking gets shit done. Listen, my guy, 
<clears throat> Stipe is going to walk into that cage and just absolutely thunderfuck. I think it. I I think it could play out potentially different in the fact that I think Stipe is going to take it a lot more serious, and he's he's not just going to be like, oh, he he can't do nothing. He's not going to hurt me. He's he's really. He's been fighting a light heavyweight, whatever. Maybe he did that or maybe he didn't, but I think Stipe is going to give him a lot more respect than he gave him that first fight. So it might play out different. Put some respect on his name. Put some respect on DC. So uh, I think... I but then think... the side story to all that is you had Brock Lesnar just dicking us all around for months and months and months. Like, I might come back, I might not come back. They not doing the same shit, just playing along with it. Like, yeah, yeah, Brock, we've been talking. I've I've called him. I've sent him a carrier pigeon with some letters and shit. You know, we're exchanging messages through the Hogwarts owl or whatever the <laughs> fuck the case may be. And then in the end, you know, fucking Uncle Dana gets, gets up in front of anybody and goes, well... I guess, you know, Brock's retiring. God damn it. Yeah, that's stupid. He's not, he's, yeah, whatever. Fuck that dude for leaving everybody hanging. I didn't give a fuck one way or the other. I didn't want to see that fight. He, nobody he, wanted nobody to see, see that, that fight. So I'm glad that Stipe finally getting his uh, his rematch that he so uh, crybabyishly campaigned for. He fucking deserves <laughs> it. He has been. He was you know the what? most dominant yes. heavyweight champion in, in history. In the shallowest division. Who else outside of those people that he beat was there to beat? Whose fault is that? <laughs> it's not These his fault. Heavy motherfuckers need to step up. <laughs> I know. Stop eating so much fried chicken hey, and fucking around. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. So play these nuts. <laughs> So Stipe, uh, shout out Stipe, shout out Stipe Miocic, shout out Vicavalo oh Fabrizio Verdum. Oh my god. Vicavalo, isn't that Isn't that the horse, right? Or the 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 cow? Vicavalo means go horse, you fucker. I know, I know, I'm just fucking with you. Hey, then we had um another fight that was just announced after this dude uh absolutely dismantled fucking Al Iaquinta. Uh, Donald Dad Cerrone taking on Tony Ferguson. The return of Tony Ferguson. Um, June 8th. That's like a month away. Less than a month in the at the Chicago Cards. In so Chicago's. So what is that? Is that 238? 238. 238. UFC 238 in Chicago's. And I don't even think this one is like a, a co-main, is it? It's, it's just going to be on the main card. They wanted to beef it up. I think it's only going to be a three-round fight. So the main event for that particular card is Henry Cejudo versus Marlon Moraes. Yep, for for the vacant bantamweight title. 135, no. They're they're fighting for TJ's uh, vanquished belt. Okay, yep, yep. So Cejudo going for that champ champ status. Yeah, for that... uh, Midget champ champ status. Yeah. Then, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. Then you got, you know, Valentina Shevchenko versus Jessica I. Not in your eye. <laughs> not in your eye. And then, yeah, the third, you know, right under those fights is, is uh, Tony Ferguson versus Cowboy Cerrone. Yeah, so that's that's going to be a three-rounder. So that's nuts. So I'm glad they added that because 
Like, yeah, the the main event, sure. You know, Cejudo's been looking fucking nasty. Fuck that guy, man. And, I don't like him at all. And Marlon, that dude, he's he's a beast, too. So that should be good. Co-main event, sure. But now that you added Donald Cerrone and, and Ferguson, uh, I'm excited about that card. That should have been the co-main. It really should have. Uh, no disrespect to the ladies, but, yeah, it should have been the co-main. That, that's, uh, that's one you, you want to see more of if it, if it lasts. Which both guys are fucking durable. Um, and Cerrone's been looking... Man, I got some type of feelings about this bullshit. Yeah. It's like how... Like I was telling you, man, the other day. Sad and I were talking. As we do from time to time. And, um... You got Cowboy Cerrone, man. Who's put in all this work to put together this impressive-ass winning streak. And then, you know, I, he was saying, and I think he had a right to say it. I think he was in the place to say it. Give me either fucking McGregor or give me the title fight. Mm -hmm. One of the two. And then, I swear to God, man, when the UFC calls Donald Cerrone, the thought of saying no just doesn't enter his mind. Right. So he fights and dismantles Ayakinta on May 4th. Uncle Dana or, I don't know if it's Sean Shelby or whoever's making the match, just calls him and says, hey, I know... I know you've been asking for McGregor or, or, you know, the championship fighter or whatever. And, but just hear me out, man. Hear me out. We're going to give you a whopping four weeks to get ready and turn it around. And we're going to put you up against mentally deranged ass Tony Ferguson. How's that sound to you? And he's like, hell yeah. My boy Cabo Cerrone took a spit of his chew and said, nah, yep, yeah, mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. So like I said, you had the situation where the guy worked so hard and and he was dealing with us with some behind the scenes shit before the Mike uh, Mike Perry fight. Um Cowboy Cerrone was one of the longest running OG uh Greg Jackson guys at oh, yeah. uh Winkle John and Winkle John and Jackson. And then, Mike Perry comes along, brand new to the camp, and says, this is what where I want to train for my next fight. Winkle John says, bet, alright, come in. And then at the point when the next fight became against Cowboy, Cowboy went to Greg Jansen. Are you having a stroke, bro? Cowboy goes to Greg Jansen. God damn it. Greg Jackson and Mike Winklejohn and says, hey, I've literally been here since day one. This kid's fresh off the fucking wherever the fuck. And looks like he ate can a we couple please, of uh, pieces we, of lead paint. Can tips. we please fucking... I want, I want to do my camp here. Can we... I don't care if the guy wants to come here later after this fight, but I think I've earned doing my camp here and him doing his camp somewhere else. Yeah, and supposedly Mike Winklejohn said, "Nope, fuck that. You only pay Greg anyways, cause y'all are cool from back then. You don't actually pay the gym. We're gonna train Mike Perry," Some which was shit. just a fuck ton of bullshit. Yeah, but despite that, Cowboy pieced Mike Perry the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, he did, and fucking took his arm. So, and then after that, you had this kid come in. This another kid just fucking. From God knows where, 
talking all this shit about how Cowboy's old, and he's a has-been, and he's this, and he's that, and just running his mouth. And Cowboy dismantled that motherfucker, too. He got performance of the night and fight of the night. Fucking killed him. For that fight. TKO via uh, head kick, man. Just just dismantled the kid. And then he goes on again and dismantles fucking Ally Akinta another fight of the night. All three of his last wins have won some sort of performance bonus. Oh, he's the he's the record holder for performance of the night bonuses or any time type of bonuses. Has the most I think he has the most wins in the UFC now. Uh, most fights under Zufa banner. Like this dude is he's the best fighter that in my opinion, he's the best fighter that hasn't got a belt. I, I don't know if you can name a better candidate like this dude. And and the shitty part about him in the middle of his career, he kind of went through this slump where his mental got fucked up. He started like second guessing himself and not believing in himself. And those were the fights where he was in a position where that would have put him right there. It was those fights that mattered. And that's the only thing, the only kind of tinge to me that I'm like, Oh fuck. He's fighting Ferguson. Granted Ferguson was a belt holder too. Um, but it's not the belt. He's not fighting for the belt. And Ferguson... Well, this is the thing to me, man. It's like Ferguson is very, very dangerous. Ferguson is very much a top-level fighter. Oh, yeah. Ferguson is very... It's a big risk he's taking. Mm-hmm. C- cowboy, that is. It's a big risk to fight Tony Ferguson with a limited amount of reward. He's not going to get a huge payday out of it. He's not going to get a title out of it. He's not going to get much of anything out of it. And because of the fact that he's turning it around in a month... He's got four weeks to recuperate from his last fight and do a camp and go up but, against Tony Ferguson. Yeah. But think about the timing aspect of it, too. Like, okay, so you have Connor coming back from suspension in July. So he could have waited for that. That's just a few months away. But who knows? McGregor's always on some bullshit, and you don't know what he's doing. Then you have uh, Dustin and uh, Khabib fighting in probably September in Abu Dhabi. Uh, that's what what's kind of rumored to happen. Right. So September, so that fight happens. Yeah, Khabib is not a quick turnaround type of guy. He says he wants to fight three times this year, but yeah, we'll see if that happens. I mean, that's that. Those are quick turnarounds. So maybe Cerrone and his team kind of said, "Hey, if we fight Ferguson, you know, he's right there. You know, Ferguson would get fucked over in this whole deal if it went um, Khabib and Dustin, and then Donald taking on the winner of that." Ferguson is kind of fucked on that. I mean, I guess you could do Ferguson and, and McGregor, but either way, this is a great problem to have. And if Donald Cerrone loses, maybe they still do him versus McGregor as another eliminator after Ferguson and the winner of that fights. You know, you could do a lot of cool shit in that. You know, get dang well that if Cowboy loses to Ferguson, they going to kick his ass back to being ranked number 46, <laughs> and he's going to be fighting... Do John still, Smith. Do they still call them Fight Nights or what do they call them now? They're UFC like, on ESPN. Yeah, whatever the fuck. UFC OE3. Some stupid ass acronym. Some absolute dumb shit. That's where Cowboy's going to be fighting again yeah. if he loses to Ferguson and coming off, giving yourself four weeks to prepare. Come but, on. You know, my there's a guy. lot of people. Training is starting to change. Uh, a lot of people that like Ferguson. He doesn't. He doesn't do any sparring. So. That's why him and Cerrone. I I don't know if Cerrone does sparring. I think he does, but I wouldn't spar either if yeah. I was the type of guy who gets injured at fucking press events, tripping over wires and shit. 
Oh, God. So that's coming June 8th. So that's a good one. And then just... I don't know if Tony Ferguson puts his own shoes on. That might be a little <laughs> bit too risky. Did you see him? He's uh, he. I think he might have a stepladder next to his bed in the morning to get <laughs> up out of bed to make sure he doesn't fucking hurt himself. There was a video of him practicing some. Uh, Tony Ferguson's the type of guy to fucking tear his ACL brushing his teeth. <laughs> You're stupid. Uh, then the other fight that we're uh, pretty excited about uh, that got announced, I think, just last night. Uh, Anthony Pettis taking on Nate Diaz, August seventeenth in Anaheim. That's that was a fight they tried to make uh, not too long ago, and and just shit kind of fell through. Um, but it will be at one seventy, which Anthony Pettis looked pretty good at, and Diaz isn't that much bigger than one seventy, so it's not like he's going to be fighting a bigger dude like he was fighting in um, in Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy's a big, big welterweight. Um, he's like Darren Till in that regard. So the long, 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 long. Like my dick. Awaited return of Nate Diaz. Yeah, that'd be crazy. My guy ain't fought since 2016. I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, that'll be a good fight, man. I'm uh, I'm excited, but I'm also like my heart is telling me Pettis. But I'm honestly, I've kind of grown to be a Nate Diaz fan. I, I kind of liked him after the McGregor fights and just kind of, um, you know, in general, like, yeah, he's a damn good fighter. I'll never take that away from him, but normally you would be like, you know, three years off. Maybe he's going to be rusty. Who knows what we're going to get? Mm-hmm. Blah, dee, da. We're talking about Nate Diaz here. The guy does triathlons for yeah. fun and shit. Yeah. And you know, he's, he, him and his brother are always training, so I, I don't think the rust thing will play any, any kind of factor in the fight, but uh, it should be a damn good fight, man. And Anthony Pettis has kind of turned a new leaf in that he wants to be like that bloody warrior. Like, he wants to get into... He's almost kind of taken a, a, a page out of uh, Diego Sanchez's book. Like He's like, fuck it. If I can't win a belt, I'm just going to put on amazing fights and... And he's been doing that. He's been fucking. He's been crazy. delivering. Yeah, and and he's one of those fighters that win, lose, or draw, you'll you'll tune in and watch him because you're probably gonna see some cool shit happen. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully, the mind games and and the shit talk uh, from Nate Diaz doesn't get get in his head because I think that plays a big factor in a lot of fights. I, I know that played a big factor in um in Cerrone versus uh, Nate Diaz, um, and that was one of those fights that I think Cerrone could have won, but who knows but uh so some good fights coming up man summer's about to be fucking lit lit about to be turnt so uh that's all we had to talk about right do you have anything else man i think for now in the interest of not robbing content from future episodes word um in the, in the interest of keeping it short and sweet like stead's tallywhacker You're a fucking dink. I mean, it ain't easy being alopeasy. Alopeasy. Mm hmm. All right. Well, it has been real. It has been fun. It actually has been real fun. It's been good to uh, get back with, uh, with my boy Ned. He's been busy. I've been busy. We've been doing crazy shit. He's been tra- training the uh, jujitsu, trying to get rid of that O. You got any uh, tournaments coming up? 
the Brazilian Ground Karate. Um, I do actually. June 8th, Diamonddale, Michigan. That's in the Lansing area. Uh, Fuji BJJ Michigan State Championship. Chaboy still has about uh, 12 pounds to lose to get there. Well, you better fucking get the cracking. So, but as always, never forget. This is, this has been, this will always be. Hell yeah. The one and only. Undisputed. Undefeated. Rear. Naked. Truth!